Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this endless Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this endless Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahap Up podcast. Well, we've got a bit of a special situation here for you this week. We're here to talk about season eight, episode nine, aka the final round before the semifinals. In addition to, for some reason, the semifinals that ended up premiering the night after this episode. So it's a two for one here today. Very excited to break it all down for you. I am, of course, Puya, the bottles, and Vakili ready to come back once again. And as always, I'm here with my favorite, my person. It is Liana the Biscuit Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Yes. Cover me with butter and call me a biscuit. Let's do this thing. That's not the biscuit I had in mind, but okay. Sounds good. What biscuit were you thinking of? Biscuit, like the food you eat biscuit. Like a tea biscuit, not like a sandwich biscuit. Oh, okay. Like a dog biscuit. No, like a human biscuit (laughs) that you have with tea. Okay. A dog biscuit. It's Fright Night. It's supposed to be scary. The only thing scary is your lack of knowledge about tea biscuits. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah, You have tea biscuits. The ones you have, the, 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 the tea biscuits. 
Exactly. So why do you call it a dog biscuit? Well, that's also another thing they call dog treats, dog biscuits. All right, it's Fright Night, folks. We're here with Fright Night. It should be a fun, fun podcast here today. Um, Was this supposed to be during Halloween? Okay, so I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I love my Halloween nights right around Thanksgiving because (laughs) it just it felt completely out of place. But then I started I went back and I was like, I think I mean, it's essentially a month. That's too far. We only had really two interruptions because of baseball. Um, And then they had caught up because they had done the episode on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this was meant to ever air around Halloween, which is such a missed opportunity. It's not like the themed nights need to be in like any particular order you know what i mean so you could do it around or even swap the groups like maybe originally this was supposed to be group two and then they decided to make group three group two does that make Mm -hmm. sense because if they had swapped the order of the two groups then this probably would have been around thanksgiving or around uh, halloween yeah so you know from that regard it could be a bit of a missed uh you know the unfortunate occasions that have occurred and, and caused this to happen but i thought it was a good episode i thought it was decent wasn't too mad at it yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I think, you know, again, I like the theme nights that have music kind of like inherently built into it. Um, whereas like the songs, the songs were obviously like thematic too. But I think Abracadabra, you could also could have done for like Vegas night for like magic. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was fine. I had a good time. They did the lower third thing again, which I very much appreciated. Like Ken Jong's that was always digging his own grave. So I'm more of that. (laughs) (laughs) More banter. That's my one note. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I quite enjoyed myself. Ended up being a nice cheeky little episode before, obviously the semifinals hitting, uh, interesting ending I'll say, but we'll get there in a second here. Mm -hmm. We are now going to meet our next and final two performers for the first time as, uh, Sir Bugaboo and Scarecrow are going to round out all of the costumes, which, might as well ask it right here, right now, Liana. Uh, what did you think of the costume lineup this season? What, like in general? Yeah, like what were your thoughts on the costumes overall? Oh, yeah, I thought they were good. I, I wouldn't say that it was like, oh my God, wow, above and beyond. But I also wouldn't say that it was like definitely lower tier. I think the costumes, I mean, there's costumes that I've made more fun of in the past. Whereas this season, I feel like there was no costume that I would have been like, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so, I felt like um, overall, like, like again, you're we're talking what twenty plus costumes. Good job, like you did all yeah. right. It was good. Um, the other thing I want to say, sorry, before we get too far into this, because I don't think it was necessarily clear from the beginning. So the way we're gonna do this particular episode, because we had the two Mass Singer episodes back to back, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday on Thanksgiving. We're we have not we okay. We've watched the Wednesday episode. So we've watched the finale of group three, but we have not watched the semifinals. So we're going to talk about that episode first. Then we're going to take a break. We're both going to go watch the semifinals episode. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to record that. And those two are going to be stitched together. So it's going to be one full podcast, but we don't know what happens in the semifinals. Yes. But we're going to be talking about it later in the same podcast, if that makes sense. We're all going to find out what happened together on this podcast. You are not going to have to wait a week. Uh, you can't wait a week because next week's the finale. So yeah, I, ha- <laughs> yeah. I have my suspicions of what's going to happen, but I don't know for sure. So, um, so that's really fun. So I'm excited that we're doing it this way. But anyway, okay, thumbs up, ready to go. There we go. All right, Liana, since you're so ready to go, run us through Sir Bugaboo. 
Okay, Sir Bugaboo. Sir Bugaboo was on my team or your team? I can't remember. Mine. I, I had Sir. Okay. You had Scarecrow with the first pick, and I had Sir Bugaboo with a way okay, later down right. the line pick. Okay, yeah. So Sir Bugaboo's clue was the one when they walk out is won't change. Um, and then the clues in the actual clue package um, was that the the person under the mask is used to spooky sounds. There was an image of a movie reel. And they were thrown into a competition with other big names and was told that only one of us would get the job. Then there was a red phone with three question marks on it. I don't I don't know what that means. And then got the call and went on to have a permanent place in pop culture. And then but the whole thing was a lie. I didn't really understand that part, but that's what I wrote down. Um, and then there was a line about so I can smoke my competition. I didn't know if that was a clue or not, but I wrote it down anyway. I um yeah, so. I initially started hearing the uh, verbiage of Sir Bugaboo and I was like, oh, this is Shaq. And then uh, <laughs> Sir Bugaboo started singing. I was like, all right, this isn't Shaq. So <laughs> uh, very quickly in and out on the on the uh, guest there. But no, I um. so the phone with the question marks, I di- couldn't tell if it was good, if it was meant to be a clue or just like a prop ended up being a huge clue. Um, mm-hmm. We find out. I had no idea where this was going. So I really came out of this a little bit, just a uh, question mark overall, which because they they were very big on this potentially being an athlete out the gate. Is mm-hmm. this remind me, did we have athletes this season? I want to check, but I don't want to look at the Wikipedia. True. We can talk about because... that in the next segment of the episode. <laughs> then we'll talk yeah, about it after but... <laughs> we are finished the semifinals. OK, um, yeah. So the clue package was fun. I had fun. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. And so then the so I didn't have really any guesses coming out of the um coming out of the initial clue package. The competition thing really threw me for a loop because I started thinking about like, oh, um, like a reality TV competition was the mm-hmm. first thing that I thought of. So I was like very much did not have a good sense. Um, it really wasn't until the stage clue, but we'll talk about that after the performance that really like helped a little bit more. Um, so anyway, so the performance was double with the blue dress on, um, Mitch Ryder. Uh, I, I thought he had a really beautiful tone in terms of the, you know, the raspiness and like, it's just very gritty texture, which I think is, is really fun to listen to. Obviously he can't really do all that much in the costume because he's got four legs, Yeah, (laughs) like moving around, looked very difficult, but he made the most out of it. He did a little dance, you know? Uh, sang a little song. He got down tonight. So I think all of that, I I really appreciate it. It looked like he was having a lot of fun. Yeah, I felt like the performance itself was fun. Um, and I also did appreciate that uh, Sir Bugaboo, you know, brought some good razzle-dazzle. I was very proud of that. Happy to see that, obviously. Uh, but yeah, fun performance. I just knew that uh, this wasn't going to be a long-standing performer yeah. going into the next episode, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like knowing that the st- snowstorm still was going to perform later, I was like, okay, you'll. Uh, sorry, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if this. You'll get them next time, you. champ. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The what did you think of the dancers throughout the three? Because I've now gotten the sense that they're doing essentially the same dancers for all the performances, so they don't have to do different costumes. Um, so, what did you think about the ones in this episode? You know, I liked it. I wasn't mad at it at all. Um, I like the neon lighting that came with the dancers. That, that added it, uh, some excitement in it for me. And then, you know, it kind of reminded me of that one Buster Arms video that I like a lot. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. It was like mocap suits with witch hats on. <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> so you sounds like you're not too fond of the costume, if I'm being honest. No, I mean, I thought it was fine. It was just um, like I if it had been Fright Night, I wish they had been like in skeleton costumes. You know, uh-huh. like with the black and then they sort of like skeleton bones, dem bones. All right. You know, dem bones. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're saying. What? <laughs> is that a reference? Yeah, Dem Bones. Who's that? Like any brother of Ken Bone? Like who is that? <laughs> Ken Bone's brother. Um, it's a uh, isn't it a song? Also, like uh, whatever. Anyway, all right. Moving on to the judges' comments here. All right. Okay. Cool. Dem um, Bones. So yeah, the, it's time for the the horror clue here. I guess or the fright clue, and it is uh. Submerged in a tank of slime is a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's a picture of Nicole, not a book. I thought it was a book initially. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the we've jammed together. So, and then the the language once he picked out the picture of Nicole was Nicole. You and I have jammed together before. To which uh, Robin is like, "Well, when you're in the industry, you jam with everybody." So it, that doesn't maybe necessarily limit it down but it was one of the judges that brought up the slime the who you gonna call i think it was jenny maybe uh um, yes or, and started talking about oh ghostbusters and then it was like oh the movie reel the permanent place in pop culture i was like oh yeah the ghostbusters thing totally makes sense now i didn't think of the actual person it ended up being but i thought that that was that was a really great way to look at it of like mm. the ghostbusters journey yeah, I feel like I did not. I should have thought about because they kept saying Ghostbusters and I thought, I don't know if it's going to be anyone from that cast. Didn't think to think about, oh, who made the music for the song? How about that? Maybe yeah, that I didn't either. I was once it, I, get, I think she said Ernie Hudson and then I was like, yeah, Ernie Hudson. That makes sense. And then oh, like didn't okay. think about it further. <laughs> You're like, all right, lock it up. I don't need to lock- think about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easy. Ghostbusters, lock it in. Nailed it. We've cracked the case. <laughs> I mean, the one other thing I guess I should have thought of is like, if it's going to be someone like uh, if it's going to be someone like that who actually has more work right outside of just the one thing that he's known for, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe I should have thought there would have been other clues because essentially every clue was Ghostbusters. Yes, every clue was Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was pretty much the main focus of the entire thing for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Anything else here that stuck out to me? Uh, Jordan Peele was guest. Uh, Randy Jackson was put in the mix, which I would I would not mind seeing Randy Jackson on the show. You know, I'd be very OK with seeing that. That'd be pretty chill in my books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's about all we got here on Sir Bugaboo. And then, Liana, we moved over to another new performer on the stage here. And that is the one and only your first pick in the draft, the Scarecrow. Uh, Take it away. Oh, the Scarecrow. (sighs) Darling. Okay, so the Scarecrow, my first pick, the clue when uh, she walked out was never rests. And she had this animatronic crow that showed up at like various points in times. I will say that was the scariest thing of the whole episode. (laughs) That really weird crow because it wasn't synced up properly or something. And just it reminded me of one of those Billy Bass uh, animatronic things. 
that hangs on your wall and sing songs, but it's not quite, quite synced up properly. Anyway, so that's what that reminded me of. But for the rest of the Scarecrow's clue package, it said that she had to bend over backwards to get the Academy to recognize her work. And then there was a golden globe, like literally a globe that was painted golden. So I was like, okay, she's won a golden globe. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, she sang on Broadway. There was images of roller skates. There was a big sign with an X on it. And then she talked about how she's moved on from that career and now has devoted most of her time to saving animals and lives with over a hundred animals. And then the last visual clue that I saw was the a sign that said Wes Craven was here, which is the guy that is the like responsible for the Scream franchise. So clearly to me, this was like immediately a horror, like an actress who worked in horror, who now loves animals and is using her fame to save animals. Yeah, very, again, with jump rope with the theme here of the season. This episode was very much geared towards it's Fright Night and, and the two new performers have some kind of link to Fright Night, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the ro- comedy roast. Was it the comedy roast? No, the the Hall of the Athlete one. No, the George Foreman one. What was that? Oh, one. like uh, they were the top of their field. Yeah. What was the theme that week? Uh, I'm sinking uh, help. I don't know, dude. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So wait. Let's. You know what? Fun exercise. Um, okay. Uh, '90s night. It wasn't that. Uh, the ho- Hall of two, Fame night it was Hall of Fame it, night. It was two weeks ago. Yeah, Hall, Hall of, Fame. of Fame night. Okay, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Nailed. It. I just couldn't remember if it was actually Hall of Fame. But yeah, there we go. So yeah, uh, I didn't really recognize any of the clues for the Scarecrow. I had no idea where this was going to go. I had heard of the name Wes Craven. Do not know the person slash the body of work that Wes Craven possesses. But we'll say there's there's a chance I would have seen something and just uh, didn't know that it was a Wes Craven production. Well, he's oh, I like, guess Scream. Yeah, what am I talking about? I've seen Scream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he's well. done like, but he's he's done, I think he did a Nightmare on Elm Street as well as Haven't all seen the Scream. Okay, yeah, but it, like he's a known director of horror slasher films. Yeah, I'm looking at it. The body of work is all that pretty much. Okay, well, good to know. Good to know that I have seen something there. And then the performance happens, okay? And with the performance, I was surprised. Um, because it was fine, but it was easily the worst of the three that were going to be participating. But oh, really? I was happy though, because I then I knew that I officially would probably have a player in the final three. I thought she did a great job. So she did Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band. I thought she had really great control over her voice while she was running around everywhere on stage. She, I think she held a special place in my heart because she reminded me of my mom. If my mom were to ever be on the mass Singer, like especially the loves animals part, like just her, her physicality just reminded me of my mother. So to me, I was like, go mom, <laughs> let's go rooting for you. <laughs> so so it I was sounds like, yeah, you came in with a little bit of personal bias here. I had a, I had a complete made-up personal bias here for the Scarecrow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I I genuinely felt like it could have gone either way um, in terms of Sir Bugaboo versus Scarecrow. So I just, I was like, the snowstorm's probably going to make it out anyway, but I'm curious to see who's going to be able to move on to the Battle Royale. 
Yeah, I mean, I I'll say this: I did like the again good good week for Razzle Dazzle this week. Everyone brought some Razzle Dazzle, which I was very happy about. Very much enjoyed. Um, so then we get to the big clue. The clue was a witch, right? Was that the clue that I missed the clue? Because it was a witch showed up behind the judges and then stared them down. And then when they asked for further clarification, the scarecrow said, "The clue is staring you right in the face." Yes. Yep. Yeah, so I assume it was just the witch itself. There you go. There you go. So yeah, so again, it kind of hammers home the whole horror aspect of it all. So that was, again, what really stood out to me. So I started sort of brainstorming like famous actresses that are in a lot of those sort of like horror movies Mm -hmm. also i will say a quick google search of just combining the animal rights activist with the horror movie actress gets you pretty much on point you get one Um, result (laughs) yeah so so i was like okay i think i have a pretty good idea of who this is just solely based on googling but i i didn't i didn't have a good sense of whether or not that was correct it was just based on putting the clues together yeah and uh you know let's say this the judges full-on missed the board completely with the guesses they like it was kind of like watching a battleship game and they just went all around the target and didn't hit the target at all yeah it was a little brutal wasn't great showing by them but that's fine all right let's take a quick break when we get back we'll talk about the final performer of this batch and that is of course the snowstorm it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. So the snowstorm, our reigning queen of this batch so far, comes in to perform for the last time in the group stages. And the clue package, we saw a speed dating thing that was uh, put in there. I mean, obviously, the clue package for a reigning competitor is very basic. So we got that. And then we also got a photo of a house as a clue. Those were the two things we got there. Did I miss anything? Um, yeah. Well, the clues that we had seen previously were this as the speed dating sign, the roasted chestnuts, the magazine cover, as well as the welcome mat. 
Um, and then, yeah, the the new clue was the house, which that combined with the welcome mat. Nikki Glazer, who was our guest from last week, has a show called Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer. So go. the mixture of the mat and the house, I was like, yeah, th- there is no other possible answer to this. You know, I love that we got that or I think we got that. I feel pretty good about it. And I'm just happy that everything's working out. <laughs> I mean, with these short seasons where you really only have like max three episodes to guess somebody or just one episode, they've been so much more overt with the clue packages mm-hmm. where they give you, especially when you have two things that are like very different, but can help you triangulate in although I guess you need three points for that, but whatever the things that can help you like narrow it down pretty reliably because that's how we got there. Right. That was the clue about the Rob Lowe roast that mm-hmm. like someone who roasts uh, someone who been on the same stage as these people is like, Oh, okay. That's really easy to narrow it down. And then it's just sort of that confirmation bias that nails the nails it down. But yeah. So, okay. So snowstorm feel pretty good about that. And then her performance, I think this is the best she sounded. So far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I this this I was like, okay, all right. I'm okay with the snowstorm moving on. I still think she's probably gonna lose in the semifinals, but I think that she has a decent a a better shot than I originally thought. So her performance, sweet but psycho, Ava Max, I thought it was just, as I mentioned, a really good song for her. Like it shows off her tone. It just felt like it really fit her. And so I think everything about this song was an A plus choice. Yeah. Except for the same backup dancers again. Sorry. It's just like, I don't know. It just didn't fit. It put on bones. Also, Dem Bones is a song, and I just listened to it. Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. I'll make you listen to it later. Can't wait. Very excited about this. Super excited, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I really loved what I did love about the performance. First of all, the snowflake might be the uh, the snowflake. The snowstorm might be the best costume of the season for me because of the snowflake behind it lighting up. I love the lighting effect there. Um, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy the just like all red lighting for the performance mm-hmm. and then switching to all green. I love the lighting choices here. The mm-hmm. uh, Like you said, the vocals were phenomenal. I liked it quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was to me, it was the perfect Razzle Dazzle song. Got the audience involved. It was great. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yep, 10 out of 10. I think it solidified for me that, okay, yeah, this is definitely the person who's moving on. So who, who, who is she going to beat in the Battle Royale? Well, that's a great thing to ask, Liana, because we get to unmasking time and something unprecedented, never before seen happened. Uh, the Scarecrow full on decided to throw it, said, I'm unmasking. I'm here. I'm happy and I'm thankful that I was on this show. You, you lot do an amazing job here. Um, I volunteer to unmask and let these two battle it out. These two competitors are the real deal. Uh, yeah. So that was definitely a choice. I don't know if she was like, I want to ensure that my one episode contract holds. I'm taking things into my own hands. So <laughs> get me out of here. Or one possible option I thought of too, is that, you know, she seemed to be really struggling with the headpiece, like, cause her mm-hmm. costume was actually pretty simple, which is the reason why I chose it in the first place, because there's not a lot of sort of body pieces, but the head looked really uncomfortable for her. So I do wonder if also part of it was like, I don't want to wear this anymore. I don't want to like just get me out of this. I know I'm not moving on. Get me out of this costume. 
Or yeah. maybe she was genuine and she truly believed, look, let me let these other two people through because I already got to do what I wanted to do, which is also very possible. See, to me, here's how I see it. You're one of two unmaskings on an episode, right? Potentially. When there's three performers, there's two unmaskings. The first unmasking gets a little bit more talk time because the second mm-hmm. one has to perform again and then gets a shorter one because the episode's ending. So if you have a cause that you want to speak on, the move 100% is to be the first one unmasked. So you have that extra time to not only speak on your cause, but then also be unmasked and then be in the VIP section, have your name on the screen a couple of times. That's mm. the move there. So for me, I feel like they said they have a really special reason for being here. And I felt like their special reason for being here was to, you know, talk about their foundation for uh, mm. saving animals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she self evicts essentially (laughs) and we get it's unmasked it's linda blair oh boy from absolutely fantastic a golden globe winning might i add actress and yeah she's there promoting the linda blair world heart foundation which is all about animal abuse and so that's sort of that's her she gets to promote that which i thought was really good and then the judges were all about, oh, this is the first time anyone's unmasked themselves, blah, blah, blah. Y'all are forgetting Mickey Rourke. I feel like Mickey Rourke full on unmasked himself. <laughs> he, tried, he tried so hard to just take his mask off in like the middle of the performance. And they had to be like, no, 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 stop that, stop that, stop that. <laughs> um, so it's just, it was really funny because that was the only thing I could think of was Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Yeah, Mickey Rourke now in unique company with one other person pretty much volunteering to bow out mid mid uh, episode. Um, yeah, I think we spoke about everything here again. Uh, the mentions of the foundation um, and uh, yeah, thanks for playing the game, Linda Blair. Uh, sorry for the L you took, uh, <laughs> Liana B. Also LB, two LBs. Yeah. And it's funny because she reminds me of my mom. So perfect. There you go. All right. There you go. And then we had the battle royale. We had Snowstorm versus Sir Bugaboo. The song was Somebody's Watching Me. And they let Snowstorm go first, which was a huge mistake because it was pretty much over. Um, Sir Bugaboo yeah. did fine, but sounded winded to me a little yeah. bit. Although yeah. Sir Bugaboo did do a little booty shake with the, with the costume, which I did appreciate mm-hmm. the razzle dazzle there. And uh, my only thought was, listen, either one of you winning, I have one in the semis, but please don't let Sir Bugaboo go there for vibes because at least <laughs> I have a, a small chance with Snowstorm, at least. Right. Yeah. So they did uh, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, which was really mm-hmm. fun. I think, again, a good choice. I'm happy that the songs did sort of match the Fright Night theme. Um, yeah. I mean, Snowstorm, again, this really showed off her tone. And then Sir Bugaboo is a little bit out of breath. So, <laughs> yeah. There was a moment where it was Robin Thicke's face and he just had like the funniest look. I'll see if I can find, I'll see if I can screenshot it. I don't know. For some reason, it really made me laugh enough that I wrote it down in my notes. But the Sir Bugaboo part also that was good was, you know, again, showed off the grit and the rasp, but I just don't think it was strong enough to outperform Snowstorm. Yeah, ultimately came up a little bit short here, but that's fine. That's fine. We will take that. Um, the final guests for Sir Bugaboo were Randy Jackson, Keenan Wayans, Ernie Hudson, Jordan Peele. It was none of them. It was Ray Parker Jr. who wrote the Ghostbusters theme song. 
Right. Which once they once he was on mass, I was like, oh, duh. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> That's why all the clues were essentially just about the song, despite the fact he's done a lot of other things, too, in terms of like writing music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, but yes, so. So he's unmasked. It makes sense. Ultimately, I think that Snowstorm is the one who's going to be moving on. So I can't really. um. You know, I think I think the right decision was made. I will say that the you know how they get to sing whatever song they want, essentially, in mm-hmm. the outro now that they don't have to necessarily sing the song that they performed that episode. Yeah. When he sang the Ghostbusters theme song, I was like, damn, he should have been able to perform that song. I, again, anyone, everyone should be allowed to sing whatever is the strongest for them, because yeah. that gives them a better shot. Like If you do your own song you've already mastered it. So you know what's going on. I think it would have been so funny to have the panel also be like, wait, this sounds just like the ghost. Like this sounds so good, but it can't, you know, like, oh, but it can't be Ray Parker Jr. You know what I'm saying? You would just, you would just like think yourself out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, fascinating to me. Also, I'm sending you the image of, Robin Thicke's face that made me laugh when okay. Sir Hugaboo was uh, was performing. Maybe you can help describe it. It's like he looks very just like, what is going on? He looks incredulous a little he, bit. He looks a little crazy. Like, uh, who are you? That's what? the vibe yeah. I'm getting. It's like, a, who are you? <laughs> Which, Hell yeah. That's Robin Thicke saying it, not me. Um, who are you? Right, yeah. yeah. Who? who what? what? A great react photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any hoosies. So yeah, it was cool to have Ray Parker uh, Jr. on there. And um and again to have him sing the Ghostbusters song song I thought was top tier at the end, although I wish he had performed it his actual song, but here we are. Snowstorm's moving on. So you've got one in the semifinals. I've got one in the semifinals with the Lambs. And then we have the harp undrafted as she was the winner of the first group and has been outstanding the entire way. I think I know where the season is going. I don't know the results of the semifinals, but I really think this is harps to lose. I think that she is going to body both of them. (laughs) I just, I just can't envision a world where she doesn't win. You know what I'm saying? She just has performed so well and I keep thinking about her performances from the first couple of weeks. And I don't think that that can be said for other competitors, especially last season, like when we had this format where I started to question myself about whether or not, you know, ooh, like, were they really that good? That kind of thing. Whereas for this, it's just been like it. I, she just she stands out so much. Right. Whereas like mm-hmm. Firefly, I was kind of like, yeah, Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the harp just lives rent free in my mind. Yeah, you're very much still on Team Harp, which I'm not not on Team Harp. However, I think it's an open match. And that's possibly most likely because of the fact that I have not retained my (laughs) memories of the Harp or the Lambs. I only remember the Snowstorm, who just performed three times in a row. So we'll (laughs) see how it plays out. Um, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. I feel like if I'm going off what I remember us talking about, Harp seems to be the one to beat still. Um, and it would be a complete upset if the Harp doesn't make it out of the semifinals. I think yeah. the thing for, that is contentious for me is who is going to fill the second slot. Is it the yeah. Lambs or is it Snowstorm with the Harp being in the finals for sure? 
But we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll get an upset. And then maybe we'll get an upset Liana coming into this uh, podcast in, in about five minutes. Oh, my gosh. If the heart. Lo- oh, oh, my. Oh, no, no, no. I'm about to raise some hell if the heart does not make it. I, I fear for the chairs in our household. They will be thrown. OK, well, let's not do that. <laughs> the furniture Please. did nothing wrong here. No, I the furniture's not on trial. You uh, will. Please don't. <laughs> can I like smash something like a plate? Uh, no. OK. <laughs> is that a good enough answer no you'll, you'll have to take me to one of those destruction rooms you know where you can rent the space and you get a yeah. big hammer and you get to just smash a bunch oh my of stuff God. you know i should consider that as a regular occurrence in my life take should out all you? my anger. is that a sound decision you think yeah all right well there we are <laughs> that's what we have for the semifinals. stay tuned we are not done this podcast we will now go offline watch the episode and then hop back on and talk through what happens in the semifinals. So until then, take care. We'll unmask you very shortly. We'll be right back. And we are back with the results of the semifinals folks. Uh, what an episode. Uh, (laughs) welcome back once again. And by that, I mean, uh, hope you enjoyed that five second pause. Uh, we're back to talk about the semifinals. Liana, what were your immediate thoughts on the semifinals? Oh my gosh. Okay. Whew. I I mean, this is kind of what I expected in terms of the outcome. Although I will say, I think Snowstorm performed really well. So I think this was essentially a two-man race between Lambs and Snowstorm of who was going to join the harp in the finale. But the harp, oh my God. That like. I'm sorry. I'm just, I am so rooting for her. I, it's so tough to like think of anybody else, especially the way she kicked off the show. Like just everything was so amazing. I can't wait to talk about, about all of it. Although I will say, I think all three performers really did a great job. I think there's just one that at the moment stands. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, what are oh. harp strings above the rest? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I feel like, um, Ultimately, everything you said before we watched it turned out to be true. The harp truly is on their own level, and the other two were fighting for second. But also, this was a very strong semifinal. Like all three teams, or three teams, all three uh, performers were incredible. But one of them is just league above the rest. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. Is like I totally agree with you. I think everybody performed really well. I think they were a lot of different types of performances. So I think what we saw was really, was really fantastic. It's just so tough when you have the harp who, like you said, is, is just a, in, in a league of her own. Yes. Yeah. So we, we do find out at the start of the show that there is going to be an epic three-way battle Royale to end it, which was confusing because I don't think the battle Royale did anything for votes. Um, with the judges, I think it just got tacked on on top of the performances that we're each going to do separately. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure exactly the breakdown here. I think just again, from the harp's first performance, it was just done for me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I guess if you're talking about like, how did they decide between the other two? Um, I think, I think that I, I don't know if past performances go into account as well. 
but mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the way things went. Although honestly, I would have been okay with anyone joining the harp in the final two. Yeah. So then do you want to just, uh, whack it open and talk about the harp here with us and let us know? Yay. Okay. Well, first thing, this was obviously a thing. Okay. So this, okay. So this, the theme of this episode was happy Thanksgiving. So that means that they had planned to release this episode on Thanksgiving. This was always going to be a Thanksgiving episode. That's how I felt as well. Yeah. Yes. So that that makes me wonder about that Halloween episode even more so. Well, I think that's the thing is the Halloween episode wasn't like, didn't matter. Uh, That was never supposed to be Halloween. But what I'm curious about is whether or not this episode was supposed to be on the Wednesday slot or not, right? Because if it was supposed to be on the Wednesday, then everything delayed it. They're like, okay, you know what? We'll just shove it in the Thursday. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I'm more curious about. But yeah, Fright Night was not supposed to be Halloween. We learned that. We learned that after the watching this. Right. So I think the semifinals episode could have been, as you mentioned, either on Wednesday or Thursday. But then to me, what that says is that this finale was planned to be on the 30th, essentially, regardless, right? Because even if the episode aired on the 23rd, which would have been the Wednesday, then you're already at the semifinals. Like you're sort of pigeonholing yourself in that the semifinals are absolutely going to be on Thanksgiving because they've made it this themed episode. And so then by that, you have to then have the finale on the 30th. Now we know it's a two part, like a two hour finale. So theoretically you could do one hour on the 30th and then another hour on the seventh. Mm-hmm. So you could have it the latest as a seventh, but that meant that from the get go, the finale was never, unless there was a, a more gaps between the semifinals and the finals, it was never going to be on the 14th anyway. So I just, I would love to know the decisions behind the schedule because I want to know <laughs> who's making them. I want to know why. Yeah, so what I'm also curious about is because obviously next week is going to be a two hour finale, which if we do think that the first hour is going to be like a road to the finals type situation, whether yeah. or not that was supposed to be two separate ones and then they just tacked it on together. So either it was supposed to end before December or the first week of December, it was never going to end up going mid-December, which is mm-hmm. weird. I don't know. This is where I feel like, you know, Fox having the baseball stuff and then delaying the show really makes it difficult if you're a fan of the show to keep up because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, when is this airing? What's happening? I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's happening. Odd choices, but I'm here. I'm having a good time. I mm-hmm. loved the purple and gold backup dancers throughout. I felt like that really fit. And we got our first, the three-way battle. Is this our first three-way battle royale? That's Definitely what they touted it season, as. But yes. Okay. So let's talk about the harp. She the clue package this is for both of these didn't really add a whole lot. Um, so I, I will say there was the number one gold trophy in the harps clue package, which uh, I'm sure there is number one. <laughs> I'm sure there's a rhyme or reason behind that. I just I just trust it. And then the only other thing from her clue package was that. She her she's watch she was watching it with her family and friends and stuff, but no mm-hmm. one knows except for her mom. And yes. her mom is her rock. And if more people were supporting her, like her mom supports her, then she could she knows absolutely she could do anything. It was really really sweet. My just my my notes just say ah. <laughs> it was sweet. So do, so you feel like you had figured out who the harp is? Can you remind us who your guess is, and then let us know how the clues might fit there? Oh, yeah. Well, my guess is uh, Amber Riley. 
So she uh, was from originally best known for being on Glee. She also mm-hmm. won Dancing with the Stars. Spoiler alert. So that's like a big thumbs up in her favor, which maybe that's what the number one gold, gold trophy is all about. But yeah, I mean, again, those were really the only clues. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And then the performance, honestly, I felt like this was a finale performance. It was incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, what was the name of the song again? It was the the Lizzo song, right? Yes. So she about did damn about damn time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is it's really fun that. Because I guess when they recorded this, this song was really popping. But like, you know, it's nice that it's very topical. And I think this was a really, really great choice for her. You can hear her voice at the beginning when she's sort of speaking, being like, happy Thanksgiving, like, what's up, Mass Singer, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of like introduction things. It sounds just like her. It sounds just like Amber Riley. And then she starts singing and everything that I had been feeling for the past few weeks about the harp supremacy was really just totally solidified here because oh my god that song is is so iconic but then for amber riley to do this impression of it just was amazing plus the taking off the harp thing on her back it just gave Mm -hmm. the razzle dazzle it gave her more movement everything about this performance hit i was very happy with this performance i quite enjoyed it I again, I felt like the best performance of the season for me, and it wasn't close. Which the minute that I felt that way, I was like, All right, Liana may have uh, nailed it here. I think we have our winner. Uh, none of us are winning this draft. <laughs> I don't even care. Like, I don't even, I like I, that's a thing is that, like, especially I didn't really care who moved on because I'm just so on team harp. This has been the person that I mean, I'm it's I used to get a lot more emotionally invested. And I do feel like that's been a little bit tougher with the way that they're doing the groups because you don't get to build sort of the excitement about somebody throughout the course of the season. It's like mm-hmm. you just get a few samples of them and then you have to move on. So you don't really get to sort of like build that excitement of really rooting for somebody. But I think because the harp has just done such a fantastic job from the early get go, she just, like I said, live rent free in my mind. And so then to have her come out and do again, such a stellar performance as you said offline this reminded you of a finale performance like this is the type of performance that just delivers it hits all the notes and it's just so amazing which really just galvanizes my rooting interest when it comes to having her win the show i just if it i like sorry snowstorm and lands but if anyone else wins i'm gonna be very upset (laughs) i don't think anyone else is gonna win it really doesn't feel like that's how it's going to go here so yeah yeah i know oh i can't wait i'm just so excited to see what else she does her performances have been really iconic this season and just give me life so and hers was the only one that had the backup dancers too with the yellow and the the purple backup dancers which i Mm -hmm. felt really fit with the whole gold theme also fit with the thanksgiving it just felt like everything was so synergistic it all worked it was amazing it was a 10 out of 10 performance and i and i stand by that now, uh, the judges, they, you know, we, we talk about an onstage clue, a big turkey. <laughs> this is ridiculous. A big turkey runs out, Liana, and hands the clue, which is a picture of Oprah Winfrey. How does that link here? Uh, okay. So she said, I think also the, so the clue was Oprah. And um, then what she said on top of that was, you know you've made it when Oprah knows your name because mm-hmm. I guess that 
Oprah knew both Amber Riley, well, assuming Amber Riley's name and then her mom's name mm-hmm. as well. Um, I believe she was on the Oprah Winfrey show. She's done like, I feel like, yeah, from the Oprah Winfrey Network, Trials to Triumphs featuring Amber Riley. So she, they've definitely done profiles and stuff on her. So it feels like she's sort of part of that universe. Interesting. Okay. So that is how that might link there. And then the judges guesses, we had a couple, quite a few picks from the American Idol world. We had Jennifer Hudson. We had Jordan Sparks. We had Fantasia. But then Nicole does say Amber Riley, who you have guessed. So it would be a step in the right direction. Yes, I think she's guessed her before, which didn't. Like, it should make me nervous, right? Because this has been the pattern in the past where, oh, all of a sudden they're getting guests. They're probably going to be on mass. Literally everyone, I think, got guessed correctly in this episode, though. So I'm just going to go ahead and set that aside. And I think Amber Riley, Nicole had already been guessing Amber Riley for a while, and it just felt like there was no way that she was going to go home. So right. it doesn't like I don't think that really impacted. The other thing that I noticed during this clue package, so I may have missed a couple, but they did, again, the lower thirds. Like, Ken was shaped like a can of cranberry sauce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, like... I thought Roast Night was over. (laughs) Huh? I thought Roast Night was over. Yeah, I know, right? Well, they've just (laughs) continued riding that high in Fright Night as well as this one. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, Nicole, least likely to survive a horror movie is what she got last time. This one was thankful for retinol, which, like, we should all be thankful for retinol. So let's What just... does retinol do? Um, So it is a product that you can apply to your skin that helps with a lot of different skin concerns. It essentially helps to speed up uh, cell turnover, which can help with pigmentation, uneven skin. It can help to build up collagen within your skin, depending on the type of... There's, there's a lot of different types. But anyway, it's a, it's a very holy grail sort of skincare product. We're very grateful for retinol. Yes, all of us should be using retinol <laughs> and wearing sunscreen. Everyone should wear sunscreen all the time. Everyone. Okay. Why'd you say everyone, everyone like that? Because everyone should wear sunscreen to protect from skin. Like the UV rays from the sun are very damaging to our skin. And so to help healthy skin and also to prevent cancer. We should all be wearing sunscreen all the time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any hoosies. So then Jenny's was makes the pilgrims blush. I think I missed. I might have missed some of the other ones. I don't know what Nick's was or what. Uh, uh, what's his face was. Well, that wasn't important. But anyway, yeah. So th- again, obviously, the producers have not heard my comments from the last part of this podcast because it has not even been released yet. But I'd like <laughs> to think that they're somehow listening. Uh, thank you. 
I don't want to say their names, but the listening devices in our homes because they've already gotten that information and have incorporated into the episodes. Thumbs up. Keep it going. I like it. All righty. Yeah. So then the, then we moved on to the snowstorm, Liana. Mm-hmm. The clue package had a cinema ticket, a live sign, which, mm-hmm. you know, one of those TV production signs that blinks live when you're live. Um, so that happened. And then there was a podium, which to me just felt like a roast podium. I was fine with that. And mm-hmm. uh, they pretty much packaged their entire clue package as an ode to the singing teacher that said they would never succeed in this. And then they called them a dream killer, which I love. Oh, dude, I, I love that too. It was like, this one's for you, dream killer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just goes to show like what you say to kids when they're young really makes, can have a big impact. on. Oh them. yeah. Because even then later, the snowstorm talks about the fact that she felt like that was not even an option for her. And to hear her voice now, it's just like, who, who said that? I don't know. Maybe she got voice lessons somewhere down the line, but she, She's fantastic. And this performance, I thought, was also absolutely amazing. So, yeah, dream killer. Yeah. (laughs) The uh, song was Thinking of You by Katy Perry. I thought the lighting was phenomenal here. Um, What was funny is they had a pan out shot to the audience because they had lowered the lights for this. It was like a bit of a more ballad tune. And they had given the audience like glow sticks, I guess. And they were trying to, you know, do the whole have a lighter in the air moment, but every member of the audience was going in a different direction and it was just so out of sync and so bad. Um, I was like, come on, y'all can't sync up for a left to right. It's right there. (laughs) Yeah. Swaying is a challenge sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. But I thought it was a good performance. I mean, I will be honest. uh, I didn't feel like this was going to beat. Uh, the harp. So I was just like all eyes on the lamb performance to see where we go. Right. I felt sort of the same way. I thought she did really good though. And for me, the snowstorm has been someone who, when we talk about trajectories within reality TV shows, she's on that upward trajectory, right? Like maybe for, and, and this is, could be my own personal opinion, but I do think that the judges agree because Ken in the panel afterwards says you're peaking at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that stands out to me about the snowstorm as well is that she started with, you know, I thought she was fine. She was okay. All right, sure. But then these last two performances, I think she's really nailed it. I think part of that comes with the confidence that she really just wasn't confident that first time being out. And this is where, when the, the teacher said, look, you don't have it. That is it. The it is the confidence. And here she really just excelled at coming out, having that amazing stage presence and singing, I think, in an absolutely fantastic way. And the little bow at the end also was very cute. (laughs) So all in all, I think this is a standing performance. To me, honestly, I would have thought the snowstorm would have been moving on. Sorry, spoiler alert. I thought the snowstorm and the harp would have been the two to move on. And so I was a little bit surprised, although I think the snowstorm and the lambs were pretty much on par with one another. To me, if I was voting, the snowstorm eked out maybe a little bit above the lambs, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Um, I know earlier I said that I felt like the battle royale didn't matter for like the voting, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, I, again, I've been very, very pleasantly surprised with the, uh, uh, snowstorm. I've enjoyed them on the show. And, uh, this was another moment of like, yeah, you did great. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then the, in terms of the clues, I mean, from the clue package itself, the live, I mean, she does stand up comedy, live stand up comedy. I assumed <laughs> that was the, that was the thing. And then the cinema ticket, 
like the movie ticket. I'm sure she's been in movies. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's I, what I thought too. I didn't look it up. I was like, I'm sure she's been in a movie or two. And then the clue that we get from oh, this was the parade, not the turkey, right? That the masky Thanksgiving parade. Yes. So that was the word squiggly. And turns out it, they were talking about the squiggly monster, the late great Bob Saget, mm-hmm. and talked about how the snowstorm was very close to Bob Saget. Yes. And that was the link. Uh, Nikki Glazer is closer, close to Bob Saget, was close to Bob Saget. All right. One last performance here, Liana, before we get to the battle royale. And that belongs to your beloved lambs. So take it away. Oh, okay. Yes. So. The lambs, again, not a lot of new clues, I would say. They talked about, again, knowing each other since they were girls, which we sort of had that feeling that they were either related or were like had known each other from a very young age. There was the plane ticket that said platinum class, which I don't know if that has to do with like. It just feels like music going platinum platinum records. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So then. They talked about is, again, a very narrative story, started having issues, went their separate ways, then reunited. There was the fighting over the Christmas wreath, which I didn't even clock until they said it in the uh, judges said it later on. And then they talked about how they've won awards, but it's been a long time. So they're excited to if if Be they back. can take this title home. Why does the, the wreath thing? Why is that significant? OK, so to go back a few weeks. I had, (laughs) I, yeah, I guess so. So the way that I had sort of narrowed down who I thought the guest was, was based on three person girl groups from like the nineties, like Mm -hmm. eighties, nineties. And so the group that I had sort of narrowed down on was Wilson Phillips. So it is the daughters of Brian Wilson, Carney and Wendy Wilson. So again, we've got the siblings and then also China Phillips was there. Who's the daughter of um, the people from the mama mamas and the papas. So famous jeans that fits then the plane ticket with platinum. So, and also fits with the known each other since they were girls, the plane ticket, which is the platinum class, the Wilson Phillips, their um, self-titled album went platinum. I think their second one did too. So that all fits. And then the Christmas wreath is because they have a Christmas album called Christmas in Harmony. And that was their fourth studio album. So that fits as well. They did win awards, but as they mentioned, it has been a little while since they've won awards. And so I think that that's all the clues and how they fit. Thank you for that. Yeah, do not. I I would be the wrong person to speak on it because I have no idea. But yeah, there we go. That's the that's the clue back for the lambs. Now they performed and they did fine, uh, but they performed. And what did you think of the this? What was the song they did? And what did you think of the performance? Yeah, they did "Need You Now" by Lady A. Mm-hmm. I think they said, uh, yeah, okay. And so I thought this was again a great song choice for them. The no backup dancers, which the lambs and the snowstorm neither of them had backup dancers which i think is obviously a good fit when you're going to do something that's a little bit more of a slow ballad emotional Mm -hmm. i yeah i i thought it was good i mean the harmonizing is good i was hoping kind of like for more of that but i think that it's still they did an outstanding job i think for them they really are a situation where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts i felt that also in the battle royale where individually they're fine but when they're all together and they're really performing as a unit i think that they that is what skyrockets them to sort of that next level 
Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's a bit of a cheat code um, to be able to harmonize when you're three good singers and harmonizing. I feel like that's where their biggest strengths lie. And that is legitimately the best thing about for them for having a battle royale where mm-hmm. they can do something different that no one else can. And that is, you know, harmonize, pass the mic on, sync up, all these things that a single performer cannot do. Um mm-hmm. So I think that's what, honestly, if I'm going to go ahead a little bit, that's what edges them the win over the snowstorm was the battle royale and and that ability to harmonize. Yeah, I would say the same thing in terms of the battle royale being the one that differentiated them, because I would say based on these two performances, I would say the snowstorm probably did better. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, with the voting, if you vote like if you vote for the harp, that like there's no ranked choice voting, right? So if you think the no, order it's not of, like the circle. Yes. So it's not like the harp, the snowstorm, and lambs. If you rank that, let's say one, two, three, then the snowstorm gets most second place votes and moves on. No. So if you have a vocal contention who loves the lambs, when everybody else is voting for the harp, even if the lambs like most people would have said snowstorm was second, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So the lambs are gonna move on. Not saying they didn't deserve it. Again, I think they're outstanding performers, but that's just always something that I like to keep in mind when I'm thinking about who may move on and why, especially when you have some one person who's just so freaking good that they're gonna maybe suck up, I think, a lot of the votes. Right. So it's a smaller proportion of people that are making the choice for the second place contestant. But uh, anyway, so then for the clue package after the performance, or not the clue package, but the the family clue, it was reunion was written on the cornucopia that again the turkey thing came out with. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if we think it's Wilson Phillips, reunion they have for? broken apart and come back together actually several times. They're oh. years active on Wikipedia. It says uh, eighty nine to ninety three, then. Only 2001, then 2004 to 2006, then 2010 to present. Oh, my God. Yeah, they've had a lot of times where they sort of broken up and come back together. They literally their Wikipedia page has first reunion, second reunion. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, so I think that totally fits with the cornucopia clue that we got from the turkey. Interesting. Okay. Thank you for that. And Robin Thicke. Wait, hold on. Did we talk about the clue? So who, wait, who, someone guessed Nikki Glazer for the snowstorm. And then I know Robin Thicke guessed Wilson Phillips here for the lambs, even though he had been on the chicks before he's seen the light. So I think everybody got guessed successfully in this episode. Yes. Especially if the harp and the lambs turn out to be true. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So then I'm sorry. I don't have anything else to add here. I don't. I'm not knowledgeable no. in this in this genre at all. But did um, you like the family hug from the judges and then nah. Robin being like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> yeah, like make up your mind. You initiated the hug, then you don't want him to touch you. Make up your mind. It reminded <laughs> me of me. I liked it. Oh, like I want a hug, and then okay, I'm done. Don't touch me. <laughs> Most ridiculous guess of the episode does go to Ken Jong for Spice Girls. So wow, <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So then let's talk about this battle royale. They all did Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Snowstorm went first. I didn't feel like it felt like Snowstorm's volume was too low. You know what I mean? It felt like get louder. I need to hear Mm. this more. Uh, But it was fine. It was good. Then it was the harp who came in and just said, just let me, I shouldn't even be doing this battle royale. Let me get a bye week. Uh, and then you had the lambs who we already talked about, but they did, you know, the harmonizing does come in clutch there. 
Mm-hmm. So my opinion on the three, first of all, Harp should have been at the end. Okay. I'm just saying like, please <laughs> either. No, no last Harp should have gone last. I don't understand why Harp was in the middle, but fine. Snowstorm was fine, but was a little bit flat in some. Yeah. Places. That's what it so felt I like. Think, I think that that was a little bit off. And so that's why when you say, Oh, I think the battle Royale is really the differentiating factor. I think I would agree with that. I would have put the snowstorm probably at the third, again, a great performance, just, missed a few little pieces here and there and it doesn't quite hit in the same powerful way that especially the harp nailed down i mean she had her own take on the song mm-hmm. i i my notes just say hot damn because <laughs> right. that's oh. how excited i was about her are just, your notes written by a commentator it. for um uh oh god what is that uh-oh oh yeah nice nailed there it goes all the right joke. <laughs> uh, Wait, commentator for what for what i don't remember the show the one where people jump on stuff and then they fall off and it's Wipe like, out? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I want to be, uh, what's the guy's name who Look won a- Celebrity Apprentice? Matt Eisen? Oh, yeah, Matt Eisman. That's American yeah. Ninja Warrior, though. Oh, wait, who does the Wipeout commentary? And there goes the joke. I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, I don't, I think John Cena's on that. No, I don't know. But anyway, hot damn is something they would say. 100%. Hot damn. <laughs> right. So, oh, also just, just outstanding. The Lambs also had a different interpretation. I felt like everybody sort of interpreted it differently, which I do appreciate. And well, that's this what is the where Battle Royale's for, right? Exactly. Which we haven't necessarily seen in every episode, mm-hmm. right? So, I just want to point out when it actually does happen. Thumbs <laughs> up. Two thumbs up from little LB over here. And in terms of the Lambs, they had again, another performance where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And so I think that this just really made them stand out. And I think this is part of the reason why they ended up moving on past the snowstorm. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. Snowstorm is out. Sadly. Uh, we yeah. were right though, Liana. We nailed it. It was Nikki Glazer. So that makes me feel good. We got that right. Sad yes. that I am out of the draft. Okay. Not going to uh-huh. lie, but at least I made it to the, fi- the semifinals. Although uh, I feel fine that you are going to lose too. So I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> I think <laughs> None of us won. Thing. From the moment the heart walked out on stage, it's like, it's just, it was, it was done. It just felt like a done deal. So I think that's going to make the finale a little bit anticlimactic. Although, oh my God, if there was an upset, oh, the whole, the whole Mass Singer universe, Oof. I just have a feeling is going to be upset. But for me, I was happy with the way they did the elimination as well, because, you know, they've got three people. And then the first person they said was safe in no particular order, by the way, was the harp, which then yeah. that actually created some drama, because I think if they had said, Lambs, you're moving on, then it would have been like, mm, oh, boo. Okay, sorry, snowstorm. yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, snowstorm. <laughs> See you in the reunion. But the heart being said that they were going to move on first, I think absolutely the right call. So then that way you get to have a little bit more anticipation of whether the lambs or the snowstorm is going to be unmasked. So with the snowstorm being unmasked here, yes, you are out of the draft. But I think very commendable. I think she did a great job. I think you had a really solid choice with your first pick overall in the draft. Some of us can say that and some of us can't say the same. Scarecrow. Damn you, Linda Blair. <laughs> it's honestly just the way she came and went. <laughs> she, she just like came out on the stage, danced around a bit, and was like, peace. All right. Yeah, that was it. That was it for me. Episode nine. Uh, bye. <laughs> Off to go save some puppies. Yeah. Which, but, you know, at least again, the platform was there to be utilized. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll take this over Mickey Rourke any day of the week. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> I think there's a lot I would take over Mickey Rourke any day of the week. Literally anything over Mickey Rourke any day of the week. <laughs> the The one thing I also really liked about this unmasking was how complimentary the judges were. And it felt, I don't know, maybe a little bit more genuine than I think we've seen in previous seasons. Because, you know, you get a lot of like, oh, it looked like you were having so much fun. You're doing such a great job or whatever. I think because she had the story of the fact that her music teacher essentially said, yeah, you can't perform. She mm-hmm. came out, smashed it. And as she mentioned, was g- this gave her the opportunity to really explore her voice and to showcase what she can do. And to have the judges be very complimentary of her felt like a really nice bow at the end of her mass singer journey although it was only what like three weeks three episode journey (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but still very good for her and i she was just a fun contestant to have on the show too because as a comedian she can sort of banter a little bit like i loved her interaction with robin thick like okay robin so what do you think now (laughs) that was really great she was just a, a fun contestant who grew on me and i'm happy that she was able to make it to the semifinals yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly as well. Um, it was, again, this is what I like about The Masked Singer is seeing people who you may not know can sing and then hearing them sing and do it well and getting to see another side of a performer that you may not have seen before. So mm-hmm. I was very happy with what we got here from Nikki. Uh, this was a great time. Enjoyed. Had by all. And then now we're in the finals. Now we're in the two-hour finale next week. Uh, I'd say make predictions. That'd be silly. So I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> then the season's I, done. I know. That's wild. I'll be watching. I'll be watching the road to the finals on 2X, by the way. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's just so de- like, I don't want to take anything away from the land. Well, they perform so well, but come here's on. The, here's the situation. Uh oh. If the show starts at 8 p.m., we can okay. watch the second half after Survivor on Wednesday live. Oh, OK. Sorry. Amazing race we're out <laughs> listen no offense to amazing race i have not oh, been no. on or in for the last like four weeks i have missed everything so no offense no offense i said no offense you can't be offended amazing race if you're listening all right yeah thanks amazing i race. said no cool. offense but you're being rude but i said no <laughs> offense so all right liana on that note that brings us to the end of this podcast let the people know where can they find you what else do you have going on oh Okay, before I do that, no offense, but Hulu needs to stop trying to get me to watch 911. I do not want to watch 911. Stop suggesting it as the autoplay after every single episode that I watch on Hulu, whether it be Mass Singer or Lego Masters or anything else. It's like, hey, do you want to watch 911? No, no, I don't want to watch 911. But I said, why not? So I just, I don't know. I just don't care. I just don't care about those like policey dramas. It's not my, it's not my jam. I mean, I assume, I don't know. I don't know what 911 even is. I'm you assuming it's policey. <laughs> Literally, I have the Mass Singer episode pulled up right now. And in the up next, it says 911 season one, episode one pilot. No, no, I don't want to watch 911. I refuse. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I feel better now. Thank you for listening to my complaining about 911. I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Liana R H A P. Marisa and I are going to be recording an episode for Lego Masters, assuming that I get to watch Lego Masters and not 911. Thanks, Hulu, this weekend. So we're going to be releasing that to cover episodes eight, nine, and 10. And then the schedule for that is going to be obviously they're off next week with the Mass Singer finale. And then they are doing an hour of the week on the after and then a two hour finale on the 14th. So they actually end on the correct not correct but the sort of typical finale date and then of course 
Survivor is going on. Mike Bloom and I are going to talk to Beth Dixon this weekend about everything. I have a really fun game prepared, so I'm very excited to test it out and see what they think because it's, yeah, it's stupid, but very fun. <laughs> stupid, but very fun. Which the is Liana a story. Descri- I mean, yeah, it's, I was going to say, I was going to say that's a and b description, but it's also a me description. <laughs> so I think it just embodies who I am. Great job as always, Liana. Can't wait to listen to the B&B. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya, and also on the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast, uh, where the season's still ongoing. I had Sasha Joseph on with me to discuss this last episode, and I'm going to have Sasha Joseph on with me to discuss next week's episode. So a two for one on the Sasha content. Very excited. Sasha always brings it. So we can't wait for that. And last but not least, of course, if you would like to leave a rating or review for this podcast, head on over to robiswebsite.com slash mass singer that's m-a-s-k-e-d-s-i-n-g-e-r we have now arrived at the end of this podcast we hope you enjoyed the double feature this week and we'll be back with you for the two-hour finale next week but until then take care have a good one bye who's under there i wonder i want to know what i can't see who's under there i want to talk about this and save you who's under there i wonder i want to know but i can't see who's under there i want to talk about this and save Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.